welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. We are doing a part two uh, of a two-part conversation with four different guests, three here in the studio and one on the phone, uh, talking about LCC's Human Services Program and its connection with the community through community agencies and students who get hands-on real-life experience during a two-semester practicum with these agencies. So I want to welcome our guests. First on the phone, we have Janet Marion, who is the director of LCC's Human Services Program. Her work includes placing practicum students in the agencies um, and She's been with LCC for just under 20 years. Thanks for being here, Janet. Thank you, Melissa. And we have human services student uh, who has completed a practicum, Sawinde Constance-Yay, and she has pursued several associate's degrees and is now working on her bachelor's degree. Thanks for being here, Sawinde. Thank you for having me. And from the agency, from Allen Neighborhood Center, uh, which I always think of as just a real jewel in the community service crown, uh, in the community of Lansing, not only community service. It's it's pretty amazing. Uh, we have two guests. We have Denise Paquette, who's the Director of Outreach and Engagement. Thanks for joining us, Denise. Thanks, Melissa. And Joan Nelson, who is the Retiring Executive Director of Allen Neighborhood Center uh, for 23 years. Thank you, Melissa. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be here uh, on the eve of of your <laughs> retirement from ANC. So thank you. Thank End you so much. Yes. End of the month. Yes, yes. Uh, so uh, we talked a little bit in the first episode about some of the nuts and bolts of the Human Services Program, um, about some of your experiences, Sawinde, what Allen Neighborhood Center uh, uh, offers and exists to do, and specifically uh, the, the Senior Discovery Program where Sawinde uh, served. Uh, I want to jump back to LCC's program a little bit. Um, uh, and then we'll we'll talk more about your experience, Sawinde, and, and Allen Neighborhood Center. Uh, Janet, what are some of the other agencies and practicum experiences that that our students have had around the community, and that that you're seeking for future human services students? Okay, so the program has been in existence since. I way before I was here. I've been here for um, 21 years. Um, and over the time that I have been here, we have placed at 120 agencies around the community. But to kind of give you a synopsis of like the last um, five to seven years, we've placed at 40 agencies. Um, we've wow. placed with 40. Um, um, 40, more than 40. I just have 40 listed, and I won't cover all of them, but Adult Respice, Allen Neighborhood, American Red Cross, uh, Campus Us, uh, Hospice and Palliative Care, Capital Area Community Services, and they have different um, agencies. They have the same agency in different cities. We've placed with the Capital Area Literacy Coalition. We've placed with a um, uh, a number of agencies working with the homeless, um, community mental health, uh, Department of Health and Human Services. 
We've placed there with Child Protective Services, Adult Protective Services, Foster Care and Human Trafficking, um, Disability Network, Capital Area, uh, Dyslexic Institute of Michigan, Ellie's Place, Eaton Behavioral Health, Greater Lansing Food Bank, um, Loaves and Fishes, uh, Michigan Alcohol Policy, Mid-Michigan Guardianship Services, Reach Studio Art, Sparrow Behavioral Health, Tri-County Office on Aging. Um, and those are just, I mean, those are just a few that I can name off. I'm not going to take the, whole, the time. Janet, so we that can play is with- absolutely incredible. That is uh, uh- I kind of my mind is blown and you said yeah you haven't mentioned all of them for and it 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 really it it touches me deeply to think I mean because LCC community college and and what a what a incredible way to have our students serve the community and have our our college serve the community um do you have a practicum student to help do all that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, this kind of sums it up um, without naming all of the agencies. Um, I took the last 10 academic years and looked at the number of practicum students that we have had over those 10 years and their placements. And over a 10-year period, the practicum students have contributed to the community by putting 50,400 hours in. And then we can take a dollar amount from that. There's a an agency that uh, puts a value of time on volunteers, um, and they do a calculation, and it's base it's nationwide, and they base it on on the state. So if you take those fifty thousand four hundred hours and you time it by each year, that amount is different. It, over the last 10 years, the agencies have had, um, you know, practicum students that are worth $1,222,227.20. Now, those agencies can take that dollar amount and those hours and write it into their grants if they need to. But I think when we look at it that way and the dollar amount, the hours that the students have contributed to the community is just so worthwhile. And not only for the agencies and the people that have been served by those students, but for the students themselves, especially when you were talking last week about, you know, what does this mean for a student and how does it advance them? And then the dollar amount is just, I mean, what a contribution to the community. And Allen Neighborhood has been a part of that. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's so striking to me that, I mean, and I, th- I think about this, I think about it with Allen Neighborhood and the other agencies as well, how, how what most of the public may be aware of is, is very much on the surface, right. uh, which isn't, isn't bad. I mean, not everybody can know everything, but you think about it. I used the flower analogy before uh, about how we as humans responded when we could reconnect face-to-face with people after the isolation of the peak of the pandemic. And I think of that 
analogy as well this way. It's like we see we see the plants on the surface, the flowers on the surface. We have no idea how deep those roots are of the community, of the college contribution, or of your volunteers, for example. You're telling us about 500 volunteers at Allen Neighborhood Center. I think that's just remarkable, and it is um, something that for us to, to, you know, just really sing about to in our community. Right. Um, and Joan, I know that's something that you've done as a community leader. We, we sing about that all the time. And it's, you know, we know that the impact that, uh, that the neighbor, any impact that the Neighborhood Center has had on the east side uh, is due, at least in part, to the generosity of people like Constance and, the, you know, literally hundreds of other interns and practicum students who've worked with us over the last couple of decades. They've made, you know, a, a huge difference. They make a, a a huge difference in how much we can do and how many people we can work with and how many different ways we might, you know, impact uh, life in the neighborhood. And But it also has given us an opportunity to really uh, contribute to the ongoing education of, of interns and and folks interested in human service and uh, neighborhood revitalization and community development. There was a moment about about a decade ago when uh, a group of, of uh, program managers and I were sitting around and we were, you know, complaining about the fact that with the start of each year, of each academic year, we have to put so much time into uh, kind of front-loading all the training of interns and uh, and and practicum students and AmeriCorps and whatnot. And you know, we had a you know kind of a crystal clear moment where we realized that we needed to stop complaining about that and really embrace it, really celebrate the fact that we could have. Uh, that we could have a uh, that we could play a role, an important role, in introducing young people and not so young people actually to this kind of work, and, you know, to work in the neighborhood sector, you know, to human service and development work in that sector, and uh, it changes. I mean, we, we when we decided to, to embrace it and not complain about it, it really changed things. I think for all of us, and. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a really uh, important role to play, and we're glad to to be able to do that. That pivot in perspective is yes, is crucial, right? And because otherwise, you are it is just a burden. But and and a lot of times, having you know, back in the day, been an intern multiple places, right, right, right. The, the best you know, you get out of it what you put into it, but the best experiences where the agency or the employer also provided guidance and saw the value of teaching. And yes, not all yes. all places look at it. They they think of, oh, we're gonna have an intern or a practicum student and they're gonna right. just do a bunch of stuff for us. Exactly. And there are rich relationships that come out of this, you know, actually with interns in AmeriCorps who stay in touch with us. I hope you do, Constance, for many, many years. And But we still get uh, notices over the holidays from people who interned with us 15 years ago, you oh. know, or, or um, just got a note the other day from 
uh, somebody who was a, a housing AmeriCorps with us, you know, a dozen years ago, who is now, you know, a chief planner in a major U.S. city, you know, so it's really, it's exciting, you know, to to know that that person valued that experience that we, you know, that we were able to provide something uh, that helped, you know, send him on this life path. And uh, so it's, it's, it has great rewards for us, not just for students and for, you know, for practicum students and interns. We, we benefit enormously from the relationships that we're uh, able to develop with people that we work with. Absolutely. Denise, I'm curious. You've, you've worked, I think, is it over 30 years with community service, with refugee populations, with seniors? And I'm, I'm wondering, well, I'm, I'm just curious if, if that was your, the path that you initially saw yourself going on. I'm wondering if for you there was a pivotal educational experience that, that kind of sent you in this direction. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I worked for a large utility company, not the one based here in Lansing. And I, uh, I had been trained as an artist and as a drafter. Hmm. And so I did that. And after seven, eight years, I thought, this is just not for me. Corporate life is not for me. At the same time, I was volunteering at the Listening Ear Crisis Center. And that became something that I became very passionate about. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't get super involved, like on the administrative level, but the helping people part really became important to me. So that's when I made that pivot. It was like that learning about empathy and about helping people and offering resources. Uh, that was my moment. It just crystallized for me right then. That's exciting. That's and you're able to pin it right down to to see that. Uh, it, it, I, I see, I feel this connection between you, Denise, and, and Sawinde that, that's just apparent here uh, across the table. Um, and, and I know that you said, uh, and I, I can see it from, from what you've just shared, that what drew you to this work is, what, is partially what draws you to it as well, this, this personal uh, compassion. And uh, Denise, you shared in, in some uh, before... The, the podcast that uh, someone day has made you a better person, and I wondered if you could talk about why that is and in what way. Sure. Well, I first have to say all my interns give me something. I hope I'm giving them something also. Uh, but they're there to learn, but I also end up learning from them, which is really interesting uh, because I'm often learning from people who could be my grandchildren at this point. Um, <laughs> Uh, so that, you know, is a little bit of a funny circumstance. I think for many people my age, that would be a weird thing. But to me, it's something I cherish. You've got me thinking about that, that too. Um, the, the, how age, how there's so many ways to bridge age and, and, you know, what's at the, in the heart of someone that often is, is the best bridge. And it doesn't matter if you're you're decades apart, but we each have something to teach each other. Did you, so one day, think that you would be in a position to, to, kind of be teaching just by what you do? Hmm. Is that something that you could see yourself continuing in, and incorporating into your work as a as an advocate? You've mentioned you want to be a senior advocate. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, I'll say. Maybe being a teacher down the road. Yes. 
Yeah. But sharing, I think sharing the, the compassion that, that, that doesn't, that's not attached to age. Uh, a human being has compassion and, and delivers that, that knows no age. Yeah. I think that the compassion that Constance has for people, I had lost a little bit because I'm so, in, not lost, I just didn't feel like I had time to show it all of the time. Right. So I'm involved in doing this thing and this thing and doing this grant and writing this report and X, Y and Z. And then, you know, I'd forgotten how much the seniors really needed us in some ways. Never, never totally. But it was just like an intern's got this. I'm good. But then after the the isolation of the pandemic and then watching Constance, I really learned, oh, yes, in every little way I can show that I care also. And so I think that's. A lot of it. That's what I wanted to say that I'd forgotten. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I remember um, Denise um, went away when I first got to Adam neighborhood. She went to um, celebrate her birthday that week. And that Wednesday was the senior discovery group. And she said, I'm going to be gone for two weeks and I'm like two weeks <laughs> how am I supposed to do this she said you got this I watch you do it and you can do it so Wednesday morning nine o'clock I was there set up the room and I just saw myself going from one point to another and everything went smooth and I was like whoa I did this <laughs> And when she got back, people, um, co-workers told her that Constance actually did good. But I didn't believe in myself because she was there. So I was like, okay, Denise got this. But not having her there, I knew that I played that role that she was playing. And the seniors were all happy that stuff got done. I got compliment for June. I was like, Okay, <laughs> I did this. Yeah. But yeah, the senior discovery group at um, at the neighborhood center, I didn't even know such community center existed until I got placed there. Um, it's a wonderful place. Any time of the day, there is always someone to help you. There is always someone there with whatever problem you go with, then he's there to tell you, okay, this, you can be referred to this, this would do this. And the support, the togetherness, Denise is just so amazing. So Ida Neighborhood Center is a good place and I'm glad that Janet had placed me there the senior discovery group, I learned a lot from them. Sweet people to work with, and I still cherish them. That's incredible. That's wonderful. Yeah, it, it, which leads me to you, Joan. Uh, as I mentioned, you're uh, completing your 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 term. Not that there is an elected term, but your your time as the executive director of Allen Neighborhood Center, and I'm sure much reflection went into your decision for this timing. Um, and I'm curious what 
since you've made the announcement and and as you approach the departure, what your your what kinds of things you're reflecting on now? Well, you know what I feel like it's been the time has been so jam packed with preparation for leaving that I've not had a whole lot of time for reflection. Um, you know, I intend to uh, sit still in September <laughs> <laughs> and take stock of uh, of you know opportunities that I'm hoping will present themselves. Um, I'm not sure what the next stage, you know, in my life will bring. Um, I'm 73. I think I have, you know, some productive years left. Um, but I, you know, I, so I want to, you know, fill that time with, uh, with good work. I may work. Uh, I, I will likely uh, work for a living. I will uh, certainly be involved in uh, community activities. Um, I'm just not sure exactly what at this point. Yeah, I can imagine you want some time to, I mean... Think about it. Yeah. Clean my garage, clean my basement, <laughs> catch up on many household, you know, and yard tasks. And Hang out with friends and, <laughs> yes. and just, yeah, drink coffee. Um, I just want to, I want to direct listeners to, because we don't have time to do what Lawrence Cosentino did, which oh, was a great. wonderful four-page article. Well, actually, it's probably it's online now. Uh, an interview with you, Joan, um, earlier this summer or spring when you first announced uh, uh, that you would be departing from Allen Neighborhood Center, and it really um, shares just your wonderful history. I, as a student at MSU uh, in the late 70s, I was aware of you and your, your. Uh, I think that's, or maybe it was the early 80s when you were doing the self-defense workshops. Right, right, but right. You, you've, you've had your, your, you've been a part of community organizing in many ways right. uh, over the years. Um, and that's uh, just my observation, who you are. That's your heart. And, you know, in contributing to the community, I can't imagine. I mean, I hope you love retirement, but I can't imagine and hope that you don't completely leave us <laughs> for, for just, oh, you know, chilling out on a hammock. You know, rest assured, I will not. <laughs> I will not. In fact, I've only in the last couple of weeks begun to use the term retirement. I mean, the R word I've been avoiding. <laughs> the R word. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it, I mean, for so many folks, it, it really does uh, signal you know, an end of productive time, and I just can't imagine. So, yes, I'm I'm looking forward to figuring out what what's next. That's wonderful. I'll be excited to thank you to, for asking to follow that. Uh, we have just a couple minutes left, and I want to give everybody a chance to share whatever final thoughts you wish uh, on this conversation. And uh, uh, since we're just chatting with you, Joan, why don't you go ahead and and Share if there's any other comments you'd like to make about practicum or Allen neighborhood or any of these topics. Well, not much beyond what I've already said, just that I am so grateful that LCC offers this uh, and that other institutions do as well. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful partnership. You know, it's, it, I think it's a, it's a two-way gift um, and I'm, I'm really just looking forward to continued 
uh, work with LCC students and with Janet and, and the program uh, for many years uh, ahead. Janet, uh, what would you share? What would you like to share as we wrap it up? Okay. I have two things. First, I want to say to Joan, when you're looking at retirement, you can look at it a different way. And I learned this terminology from being in a webinar with um, our equivalent to Tri-County Office on Aging, but it was in Vancouver, Canada. Um, and so instead of retirement, you take the T out and you put the W in and it becomes rewirement. <laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> I'm right there with you. Is yes. I don't look at retirement as a time to settle down. I look at retirement as kind of like a new beginning, right. you know, maybe at a slower pace, but a new beginning. Right. So Thank you for that. Um, Okay. And then for everyone else, I just want to say, you know what, thank you so much. I mean, if Allen Neighborhood, Denise and Constance um, hadn't chose to participate, that, that is the type of student, a type of agency and supervisor, um, you know, that we look for to give the students those rich experience. And we, we welcome many people. So, thank you. And I want to thank you, Melissa, for putting us in the spotlight. Oh, my my. Great pleasure. Thank you, Janet. So Denise is the, the supervisor. Well, as I said earlier, I love having interns. I love learning from interns, and I love teaching interns. Uh, and the LCC students I've worked with have all been stellar. That's why you're all stars, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I've especially loved working with Constance, but... I can speak for myself. I think I can speak for every one of my colleagues who have interns that we can't do our jobs without our interns or our practicum students. They're that vital to us. Um, when Constance was left on her own because I went up north to close up the cabin, you know, I needed that time away. And we all have that moment in our lives that we need to get out of town. Um, and our students are able to pick up the ball and run with it. So thank you. Thank you, Denise. How does that feel so one day to be a person who can pick up the ball and run with it? <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. And my practicum experience at, at a neighborhood center um, make me to see and aim for a better um, person, a better um human services um, provider in the community. And LCC is the place, if you want to go, to set that foundation to do um, your human services, to get your human services degree. LCC is the place. You have all the support you can get from the instructor, and they will make sure you are placed with the agency that will support you. Thank you, Sawunde. You clearly have accomplished wonderful things and made so much in the way of contributions to every individual that you've touched, and I'm sure that will continue for you and, and wish you all the best in that. I want to thank uh, everyone uh, for this really great conversation. Sawunde, Constance Yeh, Joan Nelson, Denise Paquette, and on the phone... Janet Marion, really appreciate your time. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. 
To listen to this episode again and other episodes of Galaxy Forum and all the LCC Connect programming, visit lccconnect.org. Special thanks to Dedalian Lowry, LCC Connect broadcast manager and technical producer, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect.